0: Jeff Crops. Hey, welcome, everybody. Six
1: minutes past six o'clock in the morning. Great to have you with us today on Political Coffee, the show where we talk about political issues of the day and, frankly, how hopefully you can use them to change your world. Because you know what? You are the person most able to change your world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you are amazingly able to have persuasive conversations with people in your world that are persuadable, not arguing with people who aren't. And you know who those people are, so don't even bother. But you also know that right now, there is a record amount of people that have, maybe for the first time ever, especially in Oregon, uh opened up their hearts and their minds. Yes, I'm going to say that. Open up their hearts and their minds to the persuasive argument of what? Conservatism. Just basic common sense things about their liberty. And if you know, if you keep talking about people's liberty and their freedom, it kinda goes around the leftist narrative, doesn't it? You bet it does. Let's continue the discussion about QR codes because we're getting a whole lot of emails about that because many of you decided that you would take the bull by the horns and thank you that you did, and you have, because you contacted your, your county clerk's offices, both in Marion County, Lynn County, and what they're telling you is really quite interesting. <laughs> and it uh, kind of defies logic in, in many ways. Now also, are you ready to pay for tolling on I-5 and I-205? Well, it's gonna happen, folks, unless the next legislature and the next governor, decides to go in a different direction. Now, tolling is one thing, but is it is changing how you pay for your roads. That's coming up also. It's another story, by the way, that's in the Baker City Herald. And it says, that, here's the, and it's an editorial. It says, should Oregon make a mandatory road user fee? Now, Oregon was the first state with a gas tax to pay for roads. In 1919 was one penny a gallon. The gas was pretty cheap back then. So here's the question I ask you. If you're gonna be hit with a toll every time you drive I-5 through Portland Metro, or every time you drive I-205 and you're still paying a gas tax, what are the odds that the legislature would eliminate the gas tax and just make you pay a road user fee? And how would that pay up? Hmm? A road user fee. There's a bill in the next legislature, 2023, to make the road user fee program actually working now. It's in place now, rather. I wouldn't say it's working, but it's in place now to make it mandatory for everyone. Now, in recent sessions, they've made this program mandatory for vehicles that average more than 30 miles a gallon. And ODOT's argument is they do the same wear and tear on the roads as other similar vehicles. The program they have today is O R E G O. Participants, now it's voluntary, pay 1.9 cents per mile that they drive on Oregon roads. But guess what? They track you. <laughs> and your privacy. And ODOT says, hey, don't worry about location information is never disclosed to anyone but you. trust us right now you do get fuel tax credits for the fuel taxes you pay would you trust government oregon government run by you know the kate browns of the world and the lefties that run the oregon legislature would you trust them to make it mandatory and reduce or eliminate the gas tax? I mean, after all, they are pledging to eliminate the, you know, sale of fossil-fired fuel vehicles. You know, anything that runs on gas or electric, or rather gas or diesel, force us all into electrics? Would you trust government to do that? We'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, Oregon's abysmal, abysmal, sixth worst in the nation for our schools in terms of the national average of our elementary and middle school math scores. Worst in the nation, Oregon Moms Union has a piece out. And Kathy, hang on, I'm gonna get you in a second here. 503-589-1220 is the power of GMC talk 503-589-1220, 503-589-1220, emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. The Oregon Moms Union says keeps, keep kids' vaccines mandate optional, because the CDC Advisory Committee voted unanimously to recommend the COVID vaccine for your kids as a condition of them attending public school. What do you think about that? Now, Texas, there's a Epoch Times story, Texas just rejected that mandate, officially. And then you got to love election denier Hillary Clinton. What? Yep. She says, this is a Gateway Pundit story, right-wing extremists have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election. Yesterday, she put a video out where she accuses right-wing extremists of already having a plan to literally steal the next presidential presidential election. Isn't this illegal? Doesn't this demand investigations and an FBI home raid? (laughs) And then they say Democrats must really be worried that they won't, won't, won't be able to steal the presidential election in 2024. Now you think, And then she has a, she's asking for donations, forget this, a group called Crush the Coup, which is rich, they write, since the Democrats, the FBI, and the DOJ ran a nonstop coup against Trump in his entire first term based on lies that came out of the Hillary Clinton campaign. You know, this woman and the left have no shame. This is called projection. This is what they do. They accuse us, those of us on the right, of doing exactly what they are doing already. And a whole lot of dumb people who are not paying attention actually believe it. Actually believe it. All right, lots to talk about today. 503 589 1220. I'm going to get to the phones here. Let's talk to Kathy and then we'll go to Ron. Kathy, good morning.
2: Good morning. Did you see the Project uh, Veritas video that came out yesterday?
1: Uh, this is the one on, on Katie Hobbs down in Arizona? Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it. There is a story about that today. Um, and then Katie what? Hobbs. Yeah, I mean, this woman can't talk. And she's running for governor. She's Secretary of State in Arizona right now. She's running for governor against the incredibly talented and true patriot, MAGA-endorsed... Um, why, uh, why is her name escaping me now? <laughs> Come on, I bail me out, it Kathy. Says, um... Anyway, <laughs> the, so, so Katie Hobbs says yesterday she can't say if she supports forced experimental COVID virus COVID vaccinations forced on Arizona kids. She she doesn't know what to say about. It. Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake. Yeah, that's who it is. Carrie Lake. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, there there is a video about this that's on the Gateway Pundit, folks. If you scroll down, you'll see what she's talking about. What did you think of it? Let well, me ask you that.
2: Well, um, I saw that video, but the one I'm talking about is her sister, her twin sister, Did you know she had a twin sister?
1: I didn't until I saw that Veritas or the headline. And the Democrat Party, she
2: said not the individual um, candidates, but the Democrat Party is dumping a lot of money into MAGA Republican uh, races because they think that her sister had a better chance at beating the extreme um, magas or what they call extreme magas, but
1: you know that- I got to ask you a question. I mean, I'm looking at the story here, folks, and I'll put it up on the show plan today, but let let me just ask you this question. Doesn't it work against, um, you know, Joe Biden calls extreme MAGA, right? MAGA stands for make America great again. Who's against right. that? Why would they say that? Why would they continually reinforce Donald Trump's Make America Great Again message? Why would they do that? Because they're trying to hook him up with January 6th farce. Yeah, I know. You see ads about that all the time. It's not working. Yeah. And that's okay.
2: But anyway, election interference. If they're dumping all this money into people like Carrie, Carrie Lake's uh, campaign. They think that her sister has a better chance of winning over moderate Republicans.
1: That's always what they think because they think that America is what it was back in 2016. They don't realize mm-hmm. that America's changed. Because we don't want more tyranny. And after 2020, it's even worse. And they're completely missing the boat. And you know what I say, Kathy? I say more power to them. You keep preaching that message that January 6th was all, was an insurrection. And you keep preaching that message that America, America, making America great again is a bad thing. You keep talking that up because people know difference and they know it because of the other stories we're talking about today, Kathy, about Oregon's test scores being sixth worst in the nation and about forced vaccinations on school kids with this experimental that, va- and it still is being administered under the emergency youth authorization. Kathy, thanks. Great, uh, great heads up on that video. I'll have it up on the show plan. Ronnie, hang on, i get you on the other side of the break, folks. It's 620, boy, we're just getting started.
0: Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Stop the car.
1: 22 minutes past the top of the hour. I want to thank Eric Azer Righteous Renovations, for being one of our great sponsors. If you are looking for a contractor, you can really trust. to Come into your home. A great job, a very high quality job of remodeling your kitchen, maybe your bathroom. Eric Azer is your man. Go to his website and you'll see exactly what I mean with great before and after pictures of the projects he's done for other people and their ringing endorsement of him as a contractor. Go to righteousrenovations.com. Righteous Renovations dot com. We will get back to the QR codes things. i got to get to Ronnie. Ronnie, thanks for hanging on. Your thoughts today on our topics.
3: Well, I've got three of them. One hell to the no. I don't think I want somebody to put a GPS device in my vehicle. You can't even catch a guy that hits your own vehicle. Hit and run and everything else. If they were use that, they're going to use that technology. Just remember, it started with the trucks and the millions of dollars we spent at Oregon State University in the late 90s, early 2000s. Okay. Number two, uh, the toll road, 205 been paid for since, before I even came to the state 30 years ago. Why wow, you gotta keep paying for something. That they're purposely trying to do along the East Coast with these three governors, by causing East Coast congestion. So that way we have to pay every 20 something miles of toll road fee. Cause it's not just gonna be on one section, you're gonna be able to do it on exits and off ramps. Three, the third thing is, is our education. We're fourth in spending, 17, almost $18,000 to get federal, state and money combined. And we're 40, 44th in the country. Take you back 29 years ago when I moved to this state. You was number eight to 11 all the years in the 90s. What's the common denominator? For less than $5,300 a kid, which was money then, we did better than California and all the western states. But the problem is, is control. The dumbing down of our kids, the purposely monopolization by the union, taking money from various people that want to see the United States fail, and that's the road that Hillary wants us on, and others, because they do not want individual freedoms. They want everybody to be dependent. And the jab, the mandate on the kids, boo, booey. All I can say is this, is that, uh, look at how many young kids just died We just seen the papers. One kid had a heart attack, played going a golf course, on a golf team down south. So yep. how many of those cases is from this job? Why do they want to keep control on us? And why do they want to take over our kids when they can't even take over? And I'm telling everybody, vote no on measure 111 through 14. they are got to cost you money, bureaucracy, if you like your health care, that you had, you'll see it destroyed and you'll be like Canadians. You'll be waiting months in lines like they're doing at a VA right now and they're slowly trying to undermine us on our our outpatient care. So something for y'all to think about. Vote no. Don't vote for the blue jackass. And at the same time, take a stand in your public schools, people, and stop the
1: penalization of our children. Thank you. That's right. And you're right on the money. Thank you, Ronnie. I appreciate it. 503-589-1220 is that Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am. Um, Oregon Business Report has a piece by Cascade Policy Institute, which is Oregon's only free market think tank. And it is called this. Here's the headline. Governor Kate Brown's last big decision. Now, this relates to what we were just talking about, tolling and a permanent, mandatory road user fee. You see, the Oregon Department of Environmental Quality is accepting public comments on proposed regulations that would ban the sale of these new gasoline and diesel-powered cars and light trucks after 2034. The only new cars available would be electric vehicles. And they go on to point out the flaws of this. You, if you don't like this, this is, again, I mean, mean, think about it. What does a new electric, electric vehicle cost. How many folks can afford them? Hmm? It's just like with tolling for roads we've already paid for. And believe me, this is a hot campaign issue and it has not been exploited enough. There are some candidates who are talking about it and I'm glad they are because it makes a difference in those, those races. Tolling hurts the working poor the most. Absolutely hurts them the most because they have less money. The rich don't worry about it. The rich don't worry about the cost to buy a new electric vehicle. Oh yeah, what'll be next is, well, sure, we know it hurts the working poor is what the Democrats will say, but you know, here's the thing. We're going to give them a great big tax credit For a vehicle that has to replace its batteries at some point, where we don't have enough electric charging stations to meet the demand, that would surely result from it, number one. And the used car, if you can't afford a new one, how much is a used one going to go for? Well, that depends on the cost of replacing them, their battery things, doesn't The rules are one thing. And Cascade policy points this out. There's lots of proposed flaws in the rules that Oregon's trying to adopt by rule. The average cost of an EV last year this the average cost, folks, was $66,000. They need regular charging. The network doesn't exist. But the primary reason is to reduce greenhouse gases. The flaw in that is that our commercially available electrical system is primarily <laughs> produced electric, electricity by fossil fuels. No, that's not
2: it is.
1: And it's even worse, it, it's unenforceable. We'll get to that. Back in a moment at
2: 630.
0: Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Stop
2: the
0: car. It
1: is 24 minutes before the top of the hour. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. Some of you, by the way, have been contacting me asking where Art is. He's okay. He just... Said he was, I, I texted him yesterday and he said, oh, he's just listening, that's cool. I appreciate that. And I appreciate that some of you out there were wondering where he was and asked me to sort of check up on him. So I did. Will tolling hurt the poor the most? Is it an underutilized issue? in the Oregon elections that we're having right now. Here's another question, by the way, and this is out of this op-ed in the Oregonian. We might want to find out where the candidates stand on tolling, and by the way, it's all candidates. I don't care whether you're, I mean, I'm talking about primarily for the legislature and the governor's office, obviously. Doesn't matter where you're from, tolling is going to impact everything in the state because out of that then comes additional policies. In additional roads that are already built and paid for that they're going to want to toll. So why not ask the candidates? I asked this question today on the show plan. Will tolling be repealed if Drazen is governor? I think, I hope that she would. Somebody needs to ask her that. And maybe she has said it and I'm unaware of it. That's fine. Good for her. I know Betsy's against it. So what do you think? Now, QR codes is a big deal. QR codes. Um, By the way, I got a text from Dale about elections. Heard something troubling yesterday, he writes, someone mentioned that the Dem operatives, Democrat operatives plan to disrupt voting on election day by causing traffic jams to reroute to the polling centers. Perhaps voting late in the day is unwise. The devious evilness of these people cannot be overstated. Well, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? Because we're out there and lots of conservatives are out there telling people, don't vote until election day. The Democrats want to create traffic jams to make it impossible for you to drop off your ballot before eight o'clock on election day. You think that would really work? I wouldn't put it past them to even try it some places, perhaps, but I don't know that it would work. QR codes. I got a great email from John, uh, who emailed Bill Burgess here, our Marion County clerk, about asking what information was collected from the barcodes on the ballots and how it's used. I haven't heard anything back yet. I'm assuming it's a fairly common question. It has been answered in an official manner. I just haven't heard the answer for myself. All right. So there is, uh, let's see, uh, Christy called the Lynn County office and said, Yesterday, about QR codes, yesterday after listening to your program, my husband called the Lynn County voters. Office at the courthouse in Albany to ask about the QR code. First, he talked to a woman who really did not know much about it. So she then got a gentleman who told my husband that the code really did not do anything but match up the envelope with the ballot that was going in it. And then in parentheses, there's a big BS, which I think Ronnie would call bull sugar. She continues. We have a QR code on the envelope and the upper left hand of the ballot. My husband then said to this man, so if it has no meaning or purpose, then can I cut it off or black it off with a Sharpie before sending it back to you? The gentleman said, oh, no, uh, you you shouldn't do that. He did a very good dance around the subject. He said they started putting those on about six or seven years ago. The conversation really went nowhere. So my husband hung up. Maybe you could encourage the listeners to call the courthouse and start asking questions concerning this. I'm wondering if the Democrats have this on their ballots. Maybe Stephen Druckenmiller, the then county clerk, could come on the radio and address the issue. Steve's an old friend of mine, personally. I've known him for a long time. He is a man of honor, even though I will say that he's been in favor of a lot of these bad election bills. And I would disagree with him on that. Now I'm looking at my ballot right now, okay? So there is a QR code next to my name that was in the window that had my name and has my address on it, okay? That QR code, now this is on the blue envelope that you're gonna put your secrecy, your ballot inside your secrecy envelope and you're gonna put it in this blue envelope and you gotta sign it, right? The QR code next to my name is one thing. There's a a whole lot of code be there's number or not numbers. They're not numbers at all. Below that, below that QR code is a whole bunch of lines. And then above it, and this was all visible now. Above it is a UPC code, which has the date. Now I am assuming that is the postal service, but you have to understand something. The postal office did not add any of this. You see, this is printed on the actual blue envelope. So that means that whoever Lynn County contracted with to to do these envelopes printed this with unique identifiers already next to my name. I'd really like to know what all of those identifiers mean. So what I'm going to encourage you to do is go look at your ballot. Pull it out of the envelope and look at all the barcodes and the QR code. Aren't you a little bit curious as to how that gets printed on an envelope and never touched by the postal service? Okay. Aren't you curious about that? I bet you are. Now, here's something else, and I want you to pay attention to this. Look at your QR code next to your name that is on the blue envelope. And then look at the QR code that is on your official ballot. They're different. They are not the same. So if I go back to this email from Christy about talking to some person at the Lynn County Clerk's Office who told her husband that the code didn't really do anything but match up the envelope with the ballot that was going in it. So me, in my lightning-quick-farmer mind, that's a joke, folks. My lightning-quick mind, I compare the two QR codes. They're different. So my mind, my lightning-quick mind immediately asked the question to myself, self, how could this be true? How could, in fact, the blue envelope be matched to the ballot going in it if there are different QR codes? So that would mean that if it were true that this matches my signature on my blue envelope with my ballot. My ballot is no longer secret under Oregon law. If it is true that it does match up the blue envelope to the ballot, then that means there has to be two QR codes associated with my name. Not just one, but two. Now, I thought our vote was supposed to be secret. And in fact, I'm looking at The official, here's what it says on it, the official ballot secrecy sleeve. Ooh. And then on the back, it says optional ballot secrecy sleeve. You don't have to put it on there. You don't have to insert your ballot in it. Oregon law says our votes are supposed to be secret. How can they be secret if QR codes... Apparently, as this person at the elections office in Lynn County said to Christie's husband, well, it's to match the ballot with the blue envelope. How's that possible? First of all, doesn't that violate Oregon law, number one? And number two is how is it possible that it it matches them up when they're different codes? I'm just curious. 503 8, 9, 1220 is the power Buke GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Now, Anne-Marie had a phone call yesterday that not all ballots have QR codes. What? For instance, apparently Albany has no QR code. How about some of you who live in Salem? What are you seeing on your balance? Do no our code or not, would love to hear from I you. Back in a moment at six
4: forty-eight. In bed,
2: throw the covers on your head. You pretend like you want to it, but I don't
0: know it. Stop it. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp.
1: Ten minutes till the top of the hour. Glenn, Jim, and Steve, hang on. I'm going to get to you in just a second here. Tonight, we're going to be at the Political Coffee Clatch at the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill at six o'clock. Here's what I'm going to ask some of you to do. Questions I just posed... Can some of you talk to Bill Burgess or someone in his office today? Some of you who are going to be at the political coffee clatch tonight and report back to us what you learn about the QR codes. How could they match up anything if they're different codes? And doesn't that violate Oregon law, which says my vote has to be secret? And do the ballot scanners add another QR code to them as we learned in the Tim Sippel trial I'm going to ask some of you to do that would you do that for me I think it's really important also it's important if during this time of cold weather you make sure that your heating system and it is working right mine is and I'm grateful for that you need to talk to Freedom Heating and Air if yours is not They'll get out to your place right away. 503 580 1456. 580 1456. Check out their website, freedomheatingandair.net, next. We'll start first with Glenn. Glenn, go.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I'm finally back in Oregon. um, And about the QR codes and what's going on with these envelopes. Of course, the printer has to be told to do that, and they have to pay the printer to do that. But this involves software. That also involves another person. Any person that deals with those envelopes or those ballots has to write code. So it may not be who counts counts anymore, according to Mr. Stalin and Lenin, but it may be who writes the code that goes into the data collection. That's another level of control that, like you say, may be illegal. And this is the Silicon Valley, again, reaching their arm into every county, every city, and every state individually to have some sort of control because they control those who write the code, who take the data to put it into the the server banks. It's very dangerous. It
1: has to be illegal. It is. It is. And I got to tell you here that this is the thing that, that worries me a lot about turning all of this over to what you've just talked about to Uh, the code writers to the software people to the hardware people turning it over to them rather than the way we because we don't know what's going on and the courts won't let us see because it's proprietary yeah okay so don't we the people have the right to know that our systems of how we actually count votes is 100% secure. I think we do, and that's how we've got to proceed. It's a great, great point, Glenn. Thank you for making it. Let's move on to Jim. Jim, good morning. What do you say today? Well, you got me thinking about it. I uh, wonder uh, who actually uh, is
4: accounted at the county level or at the state level, and what kind of machine does it, and uh, is that machine able to be wirelessly tapped into the internet, and how many actual boats Does Lynn County have sent, how many actual letters are sent out in Lynn County? How many are received back? Who counts it? I mean, just these simple questions. It's hard to get it out of Steve. I've tried to talk to him a few times. He's not easy to talk to.
1: So we have to keep asking those questions. And, you know, I think a formal uh, letter uh, is appropriate asking for written responses to all of those questions. Because you know what? Those are legitimate questions that you have a citizen, I have a citizen, I have the right to ask. Same thing with anybody with Bill Burgess or Val Unger over in Polk County, who's been very cooperative, by the way, i got to say. You know, we have a right to ask those questions, Jim. And you need to keep uh, asking them and demand uh, an answer. I also would like to know where are our
4: Lynn County ballots kept? Do they go to the state? Do they come back? Where are they kept so we can... Otter him later. And I, like I said, I'll say again, Steve is not easy to talk to him. He'll He'll go sideways
1: on you and you won't get nothing out of him. I tried twice. So maybe someone else I, could talk to him. <laughs> Good for you, Jim. And people need to keep asking the questions. Excellent point. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, before yeah. we move to Steve, let me just uh, remind you, folks, I use CBD from ProBioscience here in Salem. It's all natural CBD that is for, I really use it for pain relief more than anything. I do use the sleep tincture to help me sleep sometimes at night when I'm, maybe I've gone to dinner and I've drank a bunch of iced tea and I know I'm gonna be half awake. Uh, It really does help. And you can be assured you're getting the highest quality CBD products that there are period. Because they use only Oregon grown CBD and Oregon grown CBD is, well, it's grown to the toughest standards in the country, literally. So if you want to get a 15% discount, go online to their website, hempandcbdoutlet.com. It's all one word, hempandcbdoutlet.com. You get 15% off if you use the discount code for the month of October, the word FALL, F-A-L-L, FALL, hempandcbdoutlet.com. Let's go to Steve. Steve, good morning. Good morning, Jeff. I'm sitting in house in Southeast Bay
3: and looking at my ballot. There is no QR code neither
1: on the ballot or on the return envelope or on the secrecy ballot. So you're saying you don't have a QR code at all. That's correct. I have six
3: barcodes on my ballot, one on my return envelope. The one on the return envelope doesn't appear to match any of the barcodes on the ballot and good luck to you farming with a team of oxen down there next year.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I, you know, the good thing is, Steve, is that I have enough land to actually have oxen. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, if if uh, if the idiots and it's just idiotic to ban fossil fuels uh, again, and that's ultimately their goal here. You all know that. And they are experimenting with EV tractors and combines. And you see, EV is going to be the salvation of us all.
3: Well, no, it ain't. It In Netherlands, they're talking
1: about taxing farmers on their cows, burps, and farts. So look out for that. Yeah, you know, they're going to get you one way or the other because you know what? The left just doesn't want us farmers to produce any food. Because, you know, I guess they don't know where it comes from, huh, Steve? Ah, I know where it goes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so do I. Steve, thanks for... uh, Giving me that heads up. So maybe somebody ought to ask again the political coffee clatch tonight. Come and join us at the honky tonk bar and grill, six o'clock, McGillcrest next to the Portland airport. Can't miss it. It's right on McGillcrest. Six o'clock. Some of you who are coming, why don't you call Bill Burgess and ask these questions? And frankly, ask why is it? that there are no QR codes for Salem area residents anywhere on the return envelope or their ballot. But there's a whole bunch of barcodes. Now, I don't have any barcodes on my Lynn County ballot. I just, but I have a QR code. Why is that? And what do all those barcodes mean? I'd like to know the answer. Does it comply with court law? Thanks for listening, folks. See you tonight, 6 o'clock. Be blessed. Yeah!